Hello and welcome to the Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, and I'm a functional medicine pharmacist in New York, as well as an integrative health coach and clinical herbalist. I'm pleased to go into season three of this podcast and continue to bring on other holistic-minded pharmacists and healthcare professionals to the show. I'm constantly inspired by my guests and their stories and love sharing their points of view with you all. Please enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again this week for another episode of the Raw Fork podcast. I've been sharing some pretty vulnerable posts about my personal life in the last week or so, and I'm super grateful to the outpouring of love and messages I've been receiving. So thank you so much to those of you who have reached out. And if you haven't, please connect to me on social media. I am on pretty much all the platforms at Raw Fork or facebook.com slash Raw Fork. Or you could just head to my website, rawfork.com to connect. So back to business. I'm super excited this week to introduce yet another integrative pharmacist passionate about health and fitness. Dr. Brooklyn Gauss, PharmT, is a licensed pharmacist in Florida and Pennsylvania with 11 years experience in retail pharmacy and seven years of pharmacy management. In addition, she's licensed as a consultant pharmacist in Florida and a certified faster way to fat loss coach. Dr. Gauss is passionate about personal fitness and wellness and has an interest in pharmacogenomics. Outside of pharmacy, she loves moving her body, enjoys creating new delicious and healthy recipes in her kitchen, and working on home design projects for her 1975 Fixer Upper in sunny South Florida. She also loves spending time with family and being outdoors or heading to the beach. So without further ado, please enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Raw Fork Podcast. I have with me today Dr. Brooklyn Drake Goss. She is a certified pharmacist in two states, Florida and Pennsylvania, and she is currently a certified faster way to fat loss coach. So without further ado, welcome to the show and uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, thank you so much for having me um, on your podcast on the Raw Fork podcast. This is my first podcast interview. I'm very excited to be here today. So my name is Brooklyn, and despite the name, I'm not from New York. I'm originally from... (laughs) A small town outside of Pittsburgh. It's called Butler, Pennsylvania. It's a very small steel town. Um, My mom is actually a refractory bricklayer there. My dad's a hospital pharmacist with University of Pittsburgh Medical Centers. So I have a very interesting background as far as my parents. And I spent my whole childhood in Pennsylvania. And I came down to Florida to attend Palm Beach Atlantic University because let's be honest, who doesn't want to go to the school by the beach? It's literally <laughs> a few miles from the beach. It's very, um, it's right off the intercoastal waterway uh, next to Palm, where Palm Beach is in South Florida. So I attended Palm Beach Atlantic University for both my bachelor's degree, and then I also attended there uh, for sc- the School of Pharmacy, and that's where I completed my doctorate of pharmacy in 2010. Wow, awesome. So have you made Florida your permanent residence now? Yes, my husband is a Florida native, so we are here. We have two um, young children, two two girls. They're ten, and uh, my youngest will be six next week on June twelfth. So, um, 
we are here full time. We love the sunshine state. We love the weather, uh, except for hurricane season. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of tough. Um, cool. All right. So tell us a little bit about how you got interested in pharmacy in the first place, like why you decided to pursue it. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing your parents had something to do with it. And, uh, <laughs> and then what you focused on during school and maybe a little bit right after school. Sure. So yes, my dad's a pharmacist. And I was always asked growing up, like, what do you want to be? I thought about being a vet. I thought about being a teacher. I explored nursing. Um, ultimately I ended up going into undergrad with, um, pre-farm switched back from pre-farm to pre-med and then landed, um, on doing pharmacy. I always, uh, was very passionate about helping people, um, helping them with their health. And so that's what led me to go to pharmacy school. So I studied, um, in undergrad, um, you know, everything that you learn in pharmacy school, but I always had this interest in helping people with their well-being. So that um, led me to where I am now as a certified faster weight fat loss coach. And I do this on the side in conjunction with um, my practice in the community setting for pharmacy. Awesome. So how did that whole, you know, interest and passion come about to get all these extra certifications and how are you able to incorporate that in your practice? So like a lot of busy working professional moms, I um, struggled with my weight loss after my second child was born. Uh, my first pregnancy, I was able to get back in shape uh, nine months after I had my daughter, my first daughter. Um, at the time, I was actually on my fourth year rotations when she was born. Uh-huh. So I, I was still studying. I still had the stress of school and, and getting ready for boards and passing that and getting licensed. But I also had a lot of extra time to build in workouts and focus on nutrition. Uh, with that pregnancy and also my second pregnancy, I did have preeclampsia, so I was on bed rest. Um, with my second pregnancy, I got put on bed rest at 23 weeks, and I did make it to 40 weeks, and I was able to deliver, and you know, she was healthy, I was fine, everything came out okay. But I really, um, at the time, I had just become a pharmacy manager right, uh, right before, about a year before she was born. So I was in a new role, it was very stressful, I was finding myself coming home at night after a 12 hour shift, just exhausted, inhaling anything in the pantry, in the fridge, not exercising. And I think a lot of moms can say, you know, put myself last and just started to neglect my own health. And so a year after she was born, I was actually hired to grand open a new pharmacy for uh, my company. And uh, I opened the store, did all the work that went into that. And we had an event for associates and their families the night before grand opening where they could come in and, and see the store. And there was, I was holding my daughter who had just turned one and someone had taken a picture. I wasn't aware the photo was being taken. And I saw that photo a few weeks after and I didn't recognize myself. Wow. On the inside, um, I felt like I had lost myself and put myself last on the outside. I looked like very successful working mom, health professional, opening a new store, a new pharmacy. But on the inside, I felt just really lost 
and um, I had to put myself last. So once, once I came to the realization that I need to do something for my health, I went on a, I started on my own journey again to find myself again, get it reestablished in healthy habits. And that just reignited the passion that I have to um, inspire my patients and also other pharmacist moms to take care of themselves and make their health a priority. Awesome. So did you have to have any kind of additional training for that? Or did you first start, you know, researching on your own and doing self-education and, you know, turning your own life around? So I did start with just reading a lot of different books on health and nutrition, um, trying different various programs. I've, I invested in um, health for health coaching for myself. Um, and then I found this program at the end of last year. It's called the Faster Way to Fat Loss. And what it pairs is virtual nutrition with virtual workout. And it is a great, complete program. It incorporates uh, food, um, carbohydrates, sorry, carbohydrate cycling, intermittent fasting. And I went through the program and then I ended up getting uh, applied to become a certified coach and I became certified. And now that is something that I do on the side and I um, coach clients through our six week program. Awesome. So you said this has a big virtual component, but you also uh, act as like a live coach and you take individual clients on. Is that how it works? Yes. So it is a client will sign up for a six week coaching program and they can, um, usually it's in a group, it's in a Facebook group online. And I do do make uh, contact with them throughout the week to check in on them. We have daily check-ins to see how they're doing with their nutrition and the workouts. And there's also a live training every week for the strategy that's being taught for that week. Awesome. So uh, how does the virtual nutrition component work? Are there meal plans or like food shopping guides or how does that uh, look like? So yes, there's a meal plan. It includes a grocery list for the week. A lot of the meal plans are very um, easy to make. Within 30 minutes, you can have a meal ready to go. My kids eat what I make. They love it. It's very family friendly. The recipes are very easy and it's whole um, whole food based. So it's very nutrient dense, very healthy eating. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds really great. So, uh, as part of being the faster, you know, fat loss certified coach, it's a mouthful. Um, and having the Facebook group and the individual clients and leading, um, how does the marketing aspect work? Does the company take care of all that for you and like supply you with clients or do you kind of um, have your own venture and um, you know have to do that part of the business yourself? So there is training that's provided by the company with how to reach out to clients and um, different. There's also training that you go through in the certification. But as far as finding my own clients, building my business, uh, that is up to me. So they provide you with the virtual components and the training on how to run the business, but it's essentially like a franchise, like you buy into their intellectual property, but then the rest you have to develop on your own. Is that true? Well, it's, it's considered uh, affiliate marketing okay. I guess, would be the best way to explain it. So um, it is a uh, single tier. So there's no like pyramid with this. Sure. It's, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I, each coach can build a team of five coaches below them, but that's it. It doesn't, it doesn't go any further than that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So how was it uh, like, you know, getting this kind of training and becoming part of this larger community that's employing these methods? It was great. That's one thing I really love about the faster way is there's a big sense of community. Uh, we, all the coaches are very supportive. It's a great environment. Um, we're in a, in a group together to bounce ideas off each other and get feedback. They're constantly um, adding new trainings uh, for the coaches so we can stay up to date. Uh, the program has actually had some modifications that just came out for June, which are really exciting. And it's been um, a really great experience for me as far as connecting with other people who are passionate about health and wellness just as much as I am. Yeah. So uh, that kind of sounds like continuing education in a way. So you're always like up to date and modifying and adding new things and um, expanding your palette, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You're always learning something new. And just for myself too, like I need to, for just for pharmacy, always be learning, learning about the new medications that are coming out. And that carries over into being a faster weight coach. I need to be reading on nutrition, learning the new strategies so I can implement that and then coach, coach my clients to the best of my ability. Yeah. So you mentioned before that you were, um, you were a store manager and then you were opening uh, a new pharmacy. So were you always part of the same, is it a chain company or is it an independent? Yes. It's a chain. Yeah. It so is a chain. Were you straight out of school kind of set on being a community pharmacist and then you kind of stayed the course ever since? Were there any kind of changes um, in that aspect of pharmacy for you? So I actually interned with the company that I still am a pharmacy manager for and I fell in love with a company culture, and I have had a lot of different opportunities with my company. And so I think I had, because, because I had had my daughter during pharmacy school, the idea of doing residency, moving around just wasn't going to fit in with our family life plan. So I was really excited that I had interned for my company. And I actually had, was offered a job the day I took my last uh, board exam. So it worked out really well and I've been with them ever since. Wow, awesome, awesome. So uh, a lot of people are actually, I think they get very stressed out in chains because of the 12 hour shift and so mm -hmm. much responsibility and so much multitasking that has to go on if you're a pharmacist in the mm -hmm. store. Um, so how do you like kind of juggle all of that and how is your, as you mentioned, culture of your uh, particular store how's it different from you know the other people's experiences that you know are very common in pharmacy so i think for me uh as far as how i manage everything is i really like to break projects down or things that i need to get done bit by bit uh, make checklists make to-do lists i also delegate to my team i make sure i train and teach my team how to do different things through with that we need to get done so they're done well. Uh, as far as managing the day-to-day -day task, you know, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to go from one thing to the next and see what needs to be done urgently and then prioritize uh, what, what needs to get done right away. 
Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. And do you offer any kind of internships to other students or any kind of, um, uh, you know, training or rotation possibilities or opportunities for students? So right now we are uh, not taking on students because of COVID-19. That is something that I do want to pursue um, later. I am on the alumni council for Palm Beach Atlantic University School of Pharmacy. So as an alumni council member, I do want to start uh, precepting students. So that, that is a plan for myself in the future because I really would like to work with students. Yeah, yeah, that's a wonderful opportunity. And, you know, even if COVID persists as you know, unlikely, and I hope that won't happen, but it might persist for a couple more seasons. Um, maybe, are you are you thinking of possibly taking like a virtual approach to, to teaching and becoming a preceptor in that way? I've actually not, I haven't even thought of that. That does sound really interesting. Is that <laughs> something that, that you have done? I have not done it personally, but I do know that um, because of the COVID that a lot of students feel like they're missing out on on these incredible opportunities to um, to be observers and also active participants in different settings and this is like such a big part of the pharmacy training experience oh i see your dog he's so cute <laughs> his name's on it very cute is that said his name now he wants attention <laughs> is he a golden doodle or what breed is that he is. He is a golden doodle. He's a F2B. So mom and dad were both golden doodles. He is 46 pounds of fluff and love. He's, he's so sweet. Uh, when he barks, he sounds like a ferocious beast, but he's a really <laughs> sweet guy. <laughs> yeah, that breed is wonderful. I have friends with, with those dogs. They're so sweet. Yeah, he's, um he's, become quite um, as part of the fam much as part of the family as, as our two daughters. So his name's Emmett and you can actually follow him on Instagram under Emmett underscore the underscore dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> notes as well. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. So getting back to the, you know, rotations for students. Um, so yeah, I have, I have heard the consensus that students really do want to be part of these rotations and, because of COVID and the liabilities and health concerns, obviously mm -hmm. it's not a good idea. However, even having like virtual conversations and observing somebody through a video and maybe having like check-ins during the day or during the week with projects mm -hmm. might be, you know, something to consider because we can't have like this physical access right now to places. And also as another idea, this could also expand to students in other locations that aren't, you know, directly there. So that's that's just something to consider down the line, I feel like, and to expand our capability of accepting, you know, virtual students. I love that idea. I think that's a great idea to explore because uh, my heart really goes out to the students right now that their uh, rotations, clinicals have been canceled or shuffled around, or they're not getting the experience that you know that they, they they are paying the for the training before graduation yeah and these are such worthwhile experiences because you can really hone in on what you want to specialize in and which kind of setting you enjoy and thrive in versus what you may may choose not to pursue maybe <laughs> so it's it's a really good uh, way to kind of zoom in on that yes and i knew 
Well, I had worked at a hospital as a technician uh, for six months, the first six months uh, of pharmacy school. And I knew from that experience and then on my uh, rotations that hospital was not, was not a fit for me because I really do enjoy talking with people every day, working with people um, at the pharmacy counter, building those relationships. That's one thing I really love about being a pharmacy manager where I am now is I have customers and patients that um, they're like, they're, they have been coming to my pharmacy for the last five years and they are part of the family. Yeah, absolutely. I love that aspect too. I'm a community pharmacist as well. Um, so I also wanted to ask you from your, you know, training in these nutrition fields and other things and your unique lens and perspective, what would your ideal healthcare model uh, be, look like for the future? And um, how would pharmacy kind of play into that? So I would love to be able to do more deep prescribing for my patients. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I always go back to the story where I had a customer, um, a woman come in to my pharmacy on January 1st last year. And she said to me, I'm going on a zero carbohydrate diet because I gained a lot of weight through the holidays and I really want to lose this weight. And we had a conversation about, well, you don't need to be zero carb. You can have a balanced approach. Really what you need to focus on are those habits, um, daily habits to implement, to improve your health. I would love to see more functional medicine, um, something that I'm learning about myself personally implemented. And then also really more emphasis on lifestyle modification. I think uh, a lot of prescribers are too quick to issue the prescription rather than having a sit down conversation with the patient about what they can do to, you know, change their habits, lose weight, eat better, instead of just starting on a prescription for um, lowering their cholesterol per se. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I see that all the time. So what do you think is like the missing piece that we don't have right now? Um, like why are we choosing to prescribe so quickly and skipping over lifestyle modifications? I think that it's easier to tell a patient what to do rather than use like motivational interviewing to get their buy-in to make the changes that they need to make to improve their health. Yeah. So how does that tie into say your, your personal business as the, you know, fast, weight loss co uh, coach, do you approach it with, um, with the mentality of, you know, coaching about nutrition, lifestyle, like what is the priority? And also do you work with patients that maybe want to get off their medications and how does that look? So as far as my coaching strategy, I have, I've had clients that have gotten stuck on a strategy that, you know, they're being taught to implement. So look, asking them uh, what, you know, why, like why, and then listening and then helping them come to a solution or a process to slowly implement or add a habit. 
sometimes it's easier to add healthy habit than take something away. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm sorry, what was the second part of the question? Uh, if you, if your patients come to you, like your personal clients, and if they would want to get off their medications or lower their dose, is that something that you work on them with? So in a community, in the community pharmacy that I practice in, um, you know, I've had conversations, I've reached out to the provider's office and, you know, spoken with, you know, the provider or the nurse about, um, reducing dose, um, like for example, uh, pain med- patients on chronic pain medication. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had uh, a customer in the past where um, they were on a lot of pain medication and we started uh, the dialogue of, I'd like to wean down off of medication and reaching out to the provider to start that process, which can be very, can, which can be very long, especially for people that are on um, long-term opioids. Um, as far as getting into deep prescribing, I would like to do more of that. I do need to have some you know, more self-education, but I think that that is something that a lot of people would benefit from. Yeah. So I'm not really familiar with Florida state law. So what is your capability as a practitioner in Florida? Are you allowed to deep prescribe or even prescribe things there, down there? We are not allowed to prescribe, no. Um, as far as deep prescribing, we can make recommendations to um, the prescriber mm-hmm. um, and you know they can take that in, but ultimately it needs to be the prescriber that's making that, that modification. At least in the community setting, it, it may be different in hospital or like long-term care, um, but with the community practice, you know, that's still ultimately the provider is the one uh, making those changes. Yeah. So um, what is, you know, your personal goal or maybe the goal for your pharmacy that you manage in terms of, you know, improving health outcomes and how do you measure that, you know, uh, with the metrics and does, do you get paid for improving outcomes or is it mostly just fee for service in terms of the amount of medications that are dispensed and where do you see this going in the future? Um, Maybe like, in reference to your personal business, do you see it going different ways or do you see it converging into one somehow? So because I'm in the corporate setting, you know, there are a lot of metrics that we have to follow and prove. Um, one of them is adherence for patients for medication. So making sure the patient's taking their medication, picking it up on time, converting 30 days to 90 day supply. So that is something that we are measured on, um, which does does not align with deep prescribing in, in a lot in some ways. Um, but you know there are patients that do need to be on medication long term. So if, if we can improve their adherence, that can you know ultimately improve their health outcomes. So that is something that we do uh, uh, do monitor, and we are assessed on as far as a a corporate metric. Mm -hmm. And do you uh, also, I I heard of other models of measuring outcomes as far as like lowering the incidence of being hospitalized or improving quality of life or um, other things like preventing health consequences. So is that something that you do currently or that you see pharmacy going towards in the future where insurance would reimburse kind of 
educational services and lifestyle, maybe modifications or even diet services? And do you think that would be part of pharmacy or separate from it? I think, you know, anything could happen in the future. And I, you know, just after with what's going on now with the, with the pandemic and the health crisis, I do think that there needs to be a move towards lifestyle modification. And I would love to see that implemented in the community setting uh, for pharmacists to be more involved in. Yeah, I agree. And especially with the access to medications because of the pandemic supply issues. And that's, you know, something that we have to consider if we, if we break, have a break in our supply chain and we uh, stop the cycle and, you know, we have a person that's depending on a medication for their uh, health and health outcomes. And if the supply is broken, then we can't provide this. And so, um, you know, that goes hand in hand with access and sustainability and resources. So um, if we're able to kind of educate and focus more on preventative measures and measure that and prove to health insurance companies that this works as a health outcome and this will prevent illnesses and rates of hospitalization, then I think I agree that pharmacy can become like that liaison to improve health and not just um, give a pill for everything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so where do you see your own personal like side business as a, as a certified um, fat loss, faster fat loss coach, uh, in addition to being a pharmacy manager? Do you see um, them kind of going towards the same way? And do you want to combine them in some way? Or do you um, see yourself kind of choosing one or the other in the future? So I... I really am passionate about patient care. I, I love the relationships that I've built with my team and with my customers. So at this point, I can't say that I, I can see myself leaving pharmacy 100% because I do enjoy that interaction. Um, my goal personally with Faster Ways, I would love to coach 100 pharmacists to go through the program and improve their health over the next year. That is a personal goal for myself. Like I said um, in the beginning, I just, as a healthcare provider, I am really passionate about equipping other healthcare professionals to um, help themselves with their nutrition, their fitness, and improve their overall health so they, that they can better serve their patients. Yeah, it's like putting on your own oxygen mask first, and then you're able to provide care for others. Right. Yeah, or filling your cup for whatever <laughs> metaphor you want to use. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> so what would your advice be to other pharmacists or pharmacy students that are looking to kind of expand their pharmacy role into other areas? I would say really, you know, read a lot um, to explore different ideas or different areas of health that you're interested in exploring. I, like I said, I worked with a lot of different health coaches. I tried different programs. Some things did work. Some things didn't. Uh, you need to know what is important to you, what your core values are. Uh, what I, one thing I love about the faster way is that there's no supplements. There's no shakes. It's mm -hmm. all whole food nutrition, uh, nutritional strategies and fitness. And that's the program in a nutshell. So as far as if you're looking to um, get into a side hustle, 
for health and wellness, just start exploring. Don't be afraid to try things out, research. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. And I love that about, you know, no supplements, no like product that you have to subscribe to other than just educating yourself and like doing the work and purchasing the food that you will cook for yourself. Um, other than yes. that, like no uh, upfront investment. So I really like that too, that approach. And I love the whole food aspect of it because, you know, a lot of times in pharmacy and in nutrition, we like to take out the active ingredients and extract them. And then like we think like this is healthy, this is not healthy, but you know, whole foods are um, meant to be eaten whole most of the time. Right. So I love that approach. Um, and as far as the side hustle, like being an entrepreneur in this way, uh, what are your biggest like takeaways and lessons in uh, forming your own brands and building a business? I would say for me, uh, my biggest struggle is just being afraid or fear of failure. One thing we say at the faster way is progress over perfection. So maybe we don't, I don't get it right with today, but I have I learned from that. Yes. And I can carry that lesson on to the future. Yeah. I love that. So even if you make a mistake, you're learning a lesson, but if you don't try at all, like you won't learn any lessons and you'll just be in one place. You'll be stuck. Correct. Yeah. So uh, where do you currently like market yourself? I know you have an Instagram account. Where else can people find you? So you can find me um, on LinkedIn at Brooklyn Drake Goss, or you can find me on Facebook. I have a page, the healthy farm D and also my Instagram account is at the healthy farm D. Okay. Awesome. So I'll have all those links in the show notes for the audience. And if you just have a couple more quick, uh, quick minutes, I have some rapid oh. questions. Okay, so, sure. <laughs> all right. Question number one, what's your number one advice uh, for people to improve their quality of life right now? Get sleep. As a mom of two young kids, sleep is so important and sleep hygiene is so important. So limiting uh, technology an hour before bed, making sure your room is nice and dark and cool. I think so many people do not get quality sleep and a lot of their health suffers because of that. Absolutely. It's like a perpetual, perpetual cycle. Like if you don't have enough sleep, you don't have enough rest, uh, you don't have enough energy, you can't deal with stress. And then like, because you're stressed now you can't sleep. So it's like a cycle that goes on and on and on. So if you just look at one part of the equation, which is the sleep, something you can control with hygiene. Um, yeah, I agree. It can really affect your health profoundly in terms of stress and weight loss and a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. um, next question. What is your favorite hobby or pastime? So being in South Florida, I love going to the beach. I love taking my kids to the beach, watching them go in the ocean. And then, and second to that, well, I don't know, maybe my first would be baking. I love to bake. I've baked since I was a little girl. Um, I love making homemade cakes. I love making homemade pies. And so I, I it's actually how I got my husband to ask me out on our first date. <laughs> Wow, I want to hear that story. <laughs> 
I, uh, we had met in undergrad and we were friends for two and a half years. And I decided that, um, his senior year, he was a year ahead of me in undergrad that, um, I was just going to start baking for him for three months in a row. And I had all this extra. And so I'd call him and say, Hey, I made a pizza or I made a pie. Do you want some? I can't eat all this myself. Take some to your roommates. And it worked. Wow. It's true. The path to a man's heart is through his stomach. <laughs> At least in this case. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, so you must have a big kitchen. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, yes. I mean, it, it was a selling point. I have a lot of counter space, which is important if you're going to bake a lot. So yes. Awesome. And um, it could be a nice activity to involve your daughters in too. Or yes. In general. Yes, they both, uh, they love to bake. Uh, we, every year for Christmas, we make a few different dozen cookies. That's something that's carried on from my side of the family. And uh, we probably bake something every week, especially during uh, quarantine. That was, yes, we did a lot of baking as I think a lot of other people did. Wow, wow, that's really cool. Um, okay, so lastly, I wanna ask, what's your favorite beverage? coffee. <laughs> a cup, a good cup of coffee. I have to start my day with a cup of coffee. I, I do. I, you know, some people don't like coffee and they're tea drinkers. I am 100% Java. Yeah. Yeah. Go all the way. I mean, personally, I'm like herbal tea drinker, but, but, um, I like this right now. I'm actually drinking this chicory and dandelion root blend with some cinnamon. And that has like this coffee-like bitterness, which is really nice. It's like roasted and yes. so it's like my coffee substitute. <laughs> Cause I do love the yes. taste of coffee. I just sometimes mm -hmm. too jittery from it. So, um, so I, I only have a cup once in a while, like after a good meal or something. Yeah. I've heard of chicory root coffee that it's a, that's a, it's a good substitute yeah. for coffee. Yeah. So it's very, yeah, it's very popular in my culture. Um, and so and now I add the dandelion root also. It has liver benefits for both chicory and dandelion. And the cinnamon is like good for glucose metabolism and circulation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like to think it's pretty healthy. Coffee too has a lot of health benefits, but, um, but yeah, it doesn't agree with everyone, I would say. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing about your journey, your health journey and your pharmacy journal, journey and your coaching business with us. Uh, I will have all the links that we spoke about in the show notes, including the dog Instagram profile page. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send that to you. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Marina. It was a pleasure to speak with you today. And thank you again so much for having me on the show. Likewise, and have a great night and enjoy your week. You too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Raw Fork Podcast. And I truly hope you enjoyed the show. If you learned something new from it, I would really appreciate if you can give us a five-star rating and a sincere review so that more people can find it across the podcast platforms. To get in touch with me, please go on rawfork.com or email me directly at marina at rawfork.com. Take good care and I'll see you back here next week.